welcome to the Nerd Party. dedicated Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. Well, we have coming up next month in July a con that we will be going to. We're running a con because we're grifters in our everyday life. And it's actually, I can't remember the name of it because it's it changed. Galaxy Con. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's Galaxy called. Con Raleigh or something? I think it's just Galaxy Con. Anyway, yeah, it's formerly known as Super Con, I believe, in Raleigh. Yeah, North I had Carolina. an email from them today, so. There you go. Yeah. So, um, there's actually going to be a billion people there, um, as far as guests go. And then another six or seven <laughs> billion there as customers? Sure, con goers. At- attendees. Yes. So from the Doctor Who verse, uh, we have David Tennant. Yep. Catherine Tate. Now that she's dipped her toe in, she yeah. appears to be like, "Hey, we can make money at this." And Billy Piper. Yes. And I got tickets for us to have our picture taken with Billy Piper. Yay! So I, we, I, I figured we were. So we have to practice our choreographed moves to. Oh, her song. Her song. <laughs> oh Lordy. Um, <laughs> We got, uh, that, that's a cosplay. I'll look up that music video again. And <laughs> see if she realizes it. She will if you're wearing it. I'm sure. <laughs> I figured that it could complete or start our since we perhaps without knowing it started a uh, companion series yes. of photos. So we already have Catherine Tate from uh, Gallifrey One, and so now we'll be getting Billy Piper at Galaxy Con. Yep. And so I guess we'll go from there. So Freema, if you're out there, let us know. Yep. Or or uh, Pearl our David Mackey. Because yeah. we were supposed we to supposed have our to. picture made with her but she at Gallifrey. Had other work. And, but she ran far away. And I also got a photo for the Star Trek section. There's actually going to be a decent amount, but Jonathan Frakes and Will Wheaton will also be will be doing a duo photo set. Oh, is them. it a duo yeah. photo? Ah, oh. uh, I'm very excited. I assumed that Will Wheaton was there for the Stephen King contingency <laughs> um, because that's where I know him best. Oh. Well, I figured Jonathan Frakes, you know, from the director standpoint. I'm going to be like, I loved Luke and Laura's wedding. <laughs> he was not a part of that. No, but his wife was. I know. So, but he doesn't like to be enough. reminded of people snogging his wife. Eh. Another thing, if I remember that storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I think the storyline's still going on in places. <laughs> We'd also watched in the past week or two. Some Doctor Who music. Uh, we watched an old proms, Doctor Who proms. Oh, yeah. During yeah. Matt Smith's tenure that was on the his Blu-ray set. Oh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoy the proms. Mm-hmm. Because that was actually one of my favorite ones. It was during the David Tennant years. And I think maybe it was his last year. Because they did this great version of, I forget the name of the song, 
from Doctor Who. Um, something like Gallifrey something. Um, but then, it, so when that, that, that music is playing and they have clips of all the Doctors, you know, one through uh, nine, and then it goes to Val, Valet Deichem, um, his closing number, so then it goes into his closing, the Tenth Doctor's closing. Ah. So, um, so then it's, it's a very cool number just to get all those Doctors up to that point in, in one little thing. I can't find it on YouTube, so I don't know. But anyway, they should, there should just be a Doctor Who proms release. That'd be cool. Yeah. But um, speaking of Doctor Who releases, it was just announced in the past 24 hours that there's a new Blu-ray, classic Doctor Who Blu-ray release coming out. Um, which I surprised me, surprised me. And that is season 23. And that is the last series of Colin Baker as the Sixth Doctor. So that will be coming out soonly. And it's very apropos because it is what, Doc? It is Tuesday. Right. In what month? It is the month of June. Which is the sixth month. It's busting out all over. Which means it's six every monthly series of talking about doctors. So we will be talking about the sixth doctor, especially as always using the Clever Dick Films uh, YouTube documentary of each of the doctors. And so we recently watched the Colin Baker era from Richard Carrier, and it talked about a lot of stuff. It was. It seemed actually. I don't know if it really was longer than the other ones, but it seemed longer or it yeah. seemed long. I don't know. I, In a good way. Yeah, it, it it didn't seem particularly long, but I, I, like you say, that might be because I really enjoyed it. And, yeah. you know, I, I tend to enjoy his anyway, but this one was surprising to me. Right. Um, because, you know, Colin Baker, meh. Well, and I, again, I feel I've unfairly influenced you. And, and actually, though, at the when we look at it, you've probably seen most of The Sixth Doctor, because there's really not a lot. I mean, there is, yeah. I mean, I mean, for listeners who know, but there's the first, there's season 21, which is just one story, The Twin Dilemma. That's all. Right. Of, at least as far as Colin Baker's concerned. And I've um, seen that. Then there's season 22, which is a proper one. And we've seen bits and pieces and we haven't seen everyone together, but we've seen, you know, every six doctor you've seen that's not Twin Dilemma has been from that. Yeah. And you've certainly seen a few. And then, of course, we watched one half of uh, Trial of Time Lord. But then we had also seen the third episode. Terror of the Vervoids, if I'm saying that correctly. And that was because it was Mel's first appearance. Yes. And we watched that some time ago, so you yes. may, may or not remember that. But anyway, so we had just haven't seen, so you just haven't seen the last installment. Yeah. But all that's to say is, is you've seen the majority, so I feel like you can probably form your own opinion on this yeah, one. Yeah, and I, I, I'm torn, and partly we're going to talk about... Sure. Well, let's just get into it. Yeah. So, of course, as with most of these... Uh, documentaries that richard does choosing the new doctor of course you know peter davison says i'm done and so uh at this point john nathan turner jnt is looking for a new doctor and he finds colin baker who happens to be nearby because he's already been at a doctor who episode yeah playing we, a bad guy yeah which we've seen yes we have seen that one too you make me watch a lot of television <laughs> now you get all the references but I, I think it was Yay. interesting because I didn't know really anything about Colin Baker before Doctor Who, mm. other than being in Doctor Who. Um, so I didn't realize he had this sort of baddie reputation, reputation. for yeah. roles. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, obviously he was a bad guy in that Doctor Who episode. Mm -hmm. um, and apparently had to be fussed at and told to slow his role <laughs> a little bit. Hey, isn't that the thing as a director, you know? 
I don't want you to do too little. Do too much, and then I'll rein you back. Yes, so and you know. he had to be reined back. Right. Yeah. Um, for chewing the furniture, right? Basically, and overshadowing everybody else. Um, but yeah, I I found it interesting. All of the turmoil, interesting and quite sad. Right. Yeah, and so it seemed, you know, choosing Colin Baker, simple enough, I suppose, you know, in as, in as much as things, whatever. I mean, casting is casting. Then it was interesting, and I guess we've seen it a little bit up to this point, how much the actors, it seems, have a say about what their Doctor will be like. Uh, and I don't know if that's just a British thing or a Doctor Who thing, but it just seems like, you know, in America, you, you're just pretty much told, I don't know. What yeah, <laughs> although he didn't, it doesn't appear like he had nearly as much say as previously. Right. Uh, well, because yeah, I mean, like, you know, just this, obviously I'm picking my franchise, and Doctor Who I know is its own animal, but like, you know, I don't think like, with Star Trek Discovery, you know, uh, I can't even think of the guy's name, Anson Mount didn't say like, this is what I want Chris Pike to be like, you know, they're just like, just read, read the script. No, but I think <laughs> particularly with Doctor Who, it's got to be important in terms of collaboration, because you've got to see what new things people are going to bring to it. And, and if you if you cast somebody and then decide what new things you're going to bring without that person, the fit might not be right. Mm -hmm. And so talking to them, I think, does require is sort of required to. And it seemed, at least from what I, both the, from this video and what little I know. That at least Baker, not to be confused with Tom Baker, but I'll just say Baker, Colin Baker. Baker did seem to have a lot of say in what we did see. Now, I guess the biggest sticking point is perhaps the most obvious, as in literally the most obvious, and that is costume. Yes. Uh, which is pretty ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And that apparently was the writer's choice. You have someone like whether it was J and T or whatever or yeah. yeah, but apparently nobody liked it, right? Except for yeah, and so I mean that it's costume is can be king sometimes. First impressions, all that. I mean, as, as much as in a character and everything else. So uh, I they showed a, a picture in the in the YouTube video, which I didn't know if that was an actual picture. If someone had photoshopped that of him in the black velvet, yeah, which I thought was nice. It was. And I, it it made me think, so this whole, like, you know, the Doctor's going to be more alien or more mysterious, sort of, you know, again, reactive from the last Doctor, you know, Five and Peter Davison are very, you know, nice and gentle and whatever, so we're going to be the opposite of that. We're not going to be nice and all that, and, and whatever. Though it, it, a lot of ways, reminds me of the Twelfth Doctor and Peter Capaldi. Yes. We're, we're not going to, which again, yeah. reaction to the Eleventh Doctor. Um, you know, everyone's a floppy young boyfriend or whatever, but to have the older, you know, I don't like hugs and... Curmudgeon-y. Uh, yes. And so it kind of reminded me of the sixth Doctor. But again, my, my, my thing with... Which, again, I'm not a fan of, but I guess I can appreciate that you're going to do that. But what they mentioned in the video is what I didn't appreciate is literally in the first story where you have him trashing his previous incarnation... And then saying, I'm the doctor, you know, whether you want it or not. And I'm like, well, I'd rather not then. So, yeah. I mean. If I get to choose. <laughs> and beating up on Perry. Literally. Um, literally trying to kill her. And, you know, look, 
It's one of those situations. Come on, don't make me root for Perry here. <laughs> don't make me feel bad for her because she's possibly my least favorite companion ever in the history of the world. Wow. So Mel versus Perry. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Still, still, okay. Oh, yeah. You take Mel over Perry. Oh, every day. Okay. Every day. So, yeah, and I guess that was actually one thing that was mentioned. It, and not, you don't have to have a, uh existing companion for a new doctor. But they were like, she didn't necessarily help. <laughs> yes. And, and again, that was, it wasn't a, a slant against her. No. It was just that her character wasn't developed enough with the fifth doctor for us all then to be like, oh yeah, we can trust Perry's judgment of this person. Mm-hmm. And so we hadn't seen enough of her to give the audience some sort of stability. Right. Which is fair, because every time we see her, she's screaming or aerobicizing. Right. So, it's also the the video um, talked a little bit about, well, and I don't know if this is Richard's editorializing or not, so, you know, take it with for what it's worth, but we, you know, certainly appreciate his point of view. He, he definitely seemed worked up in this episode, in a good way. He, he had opinions. Yes, yes, he did. Um, which is fine. That's how we, we Yeah, like, we no, I can get behind opinions. Um, but that was basically saying that the script editor had basically checked out, Eric Seward, if I'm saying that name correctly, had basically checked out and said, but instead of leaving, he just didn't try. It was, so Richard Or says, specifically. Sabotage. Tried to sabotage, yeah. All the way up to his leaving. Mm-hmm. Where he was in the middle of a serial and was like, meh, I'm out. And, oh, you can't use any of my scripts from here on out. Yep. In a serialized serial. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, pick it up what, where you want to. Yeah. And then, again, the backdrop from previous with the Fifth Doctor, this whole, uh, the woman, the campaign. Of, oh, uh, yes. Of, yeah, uh, the crazy. Violence and. Yeah. Crazy lady. So there was sort of a lot of uh, spotlight on the Doctor Who program at this point. We know, is it too violent? Um, So much so that, well, and that wasn't the only reason, but of course then BBC tries to cancel it. Yes. Which leads to a very unfortunate uh, charity record produced. Right. Which, if you haven't seen, you must go find... Doctor in Distress. Doctor in Distress. I presume it's on YouTube somewhere. Yep. Um, please understand that this recommendation is much like the recommendation of, you know, The Ring, in that <laughs> <laughs> somebody else has to see this so I can survive. Okay. Makes to sense. get it out of my head. Yeah. There's a part of me that does have a slightly bemused about an 18th month uh, hiatus. Hiatus, yeah. I mean, it hasn't been that bad, but Modern Who was not much better. No. No. But this is the first time they've I mean, done it. Yeah, so. I don't think I'm, you know, I don't, you know, beyond what the... And BBC's gotten quirkier since then. Yeah, I was going to say, other than what the Fringe would say, I don't think Doctor Who's actually in trouble um, by any means. But this whole, we'll have, you know, ten episodes every one and a half years or something. I'm like, <sighs> I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah, Philip and I run out of things to talk about. Yeah, sheesh. I uh, know. So um, give us more. Give us more. <laughs> but 
Well, let's talk about some spotlights here on the seasons here. Okay. So, uh, season 21, as I said, was the twin dilemma. Um, with the choice here, instead of it starting a new Doctor with a new series, it was actually the end of the fifth Doctor series. Yes. It was introducing the new Doctor, and which, I don't know, I mean, six of one, half of one the other. I mean, I, I can, whatever. It could have worked beautifully. Right. Um, the choice of this particular episode, I don't think, did anybody any favors. Right, and uh, it's probably been a while since you watched it, but you, I know you've seen this one, but yeah. it's, yeah, again, I don't know, people always say it's the worst episode of Doctor Who. I don't think it's the worst episode of Doctor Who. There there are worse ones. Probably. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it's just, that's not... Particularly it's not great, great, and, and and you need great right. if you are going to introduce a new character and then bugger off for the summer halls. Because I mean, like you know, Castro Valva, I don't think is a great Fifth Doctor. He's in a box for half the serial, and in a zero room in the other half, and in a whatever you call that painting by that person where the stairs are upside down. And... Oh, an MC Escher. Yes, I mean, and so it's like I don't know what I learned other than other than a um, raveling. Un, you know, making the scarf come out. That's that's about yeah. Unraveling the scarf. That's that's about it. And the new costume. So, but you know, but anyway, that's all to say was not a great intro. And also, actually, it was. I mean, to me, to me, it was as I've mentioned, rather grating intro. Yes, I'm totally going to be different. I hate everyone. I hate you. Blah. Let's go do a new season. And also, like, Perry's here, yeah. so that's obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> And such a, like, they don't, and and uh, Richard Carrier talks about this as well, you know, the, the fifth doctor sacrificed himself so that Perry could live. And then the sixth doctor immediately tries to kill Perry, and then everybody moves on. Right. Like, there's no real sort of summation of any of this there's no resolution at all there's no denouement if you will right and i'm having to go back to every doctor ever um up till this point you know the first or the regeneration so two through five at that point um you know how out of sorts are they how long does it take them to find themselves because i think even modern who or you know new who she's the term um, like I'm thinking of the tenth Doctor, you know, who was in bed half his introduction. Yes. Um, yep. But you know, he took a second to find himself. But they all take a while to find themselves. Mm. Some longer than others. Like twelve took a long time, in my opinion. Yes. To find themselves, or for us to get used to him. You know, again, maybe six of one. But yeah, it was so out of sorts and so whatever, without any explanation. Which I don't. Again, classic who doesn't necessarily known for its. And again, but. you know, if you think about Tennant's first episode where he's in bed the whole time, but he has a whole cast yes. of people. You know, it's not just his companion, who is incredibly well-established, but it's her mother and her boyfriend. You know, you've got this whole family sort of thing. And actually, I think that with Capaldi... One of the difficulties in finding his character and one of the reasons it took so long is actually the flip problem. I thought Clara was great with the 11th Doctor, but she didn't fit with the 12th. Mm -hmm. And so that first season was figuring out that they just didn't work together. 
Well, looking at season 22, I was just trying to scan which ones we had seen off the top of my head, which is probably going to be wrong. Um, uh, there are uh, six serials. Sorry, I'm using my phone as I talk. Attack of the Cybermen, which I think we've seen, but I'm not 100% sure. Vengeance on Varos, which was the sort of in-focus episode for Richard Carrier's video, but which I don't think we've actually seen together. The Mark of the Ronnie, which yes, we did see. Yes, we did see. Yeah. The Two Doctors, which yes. we saw. Uh, Time Lash, um, I can't remember if we've seen that. I want to say no. And then Revelation of the Daleks, which we have seen. Okay. Because uh, um, I think that's the one where the... Uh, maybe we haven't. Maybe I'm wrong. I was just trying to think of the one where uh, the TARDIS actually turns into something else besides a police box. You know, it turns into a cabinet. Yeah. It into... Yeah. Is that, with, is that with or Maybe you? that's Attack of the Cybermen. Anyway, I can't remember. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. It is okay. Well, yeah, we've seen that one. In fact, we've seen it twice. Yeah. So, but in any case, um, so those were some of the ones just to pick yeah, your brain you on that. You need to be saying anywho at this point. Because yes. otherwise, what is the purpose of this podcast? <laughs> um, well, like, one thing that was mentioned by the video, like, the two doctors, which I thought was such a missed opportunity well, I was going to say it's not terrible. It, it's not great, um, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, it's it's you have the second Doctor and Jamie, and they just don't use them. And it's, ugh. Yeah, that's hard to I watch. Mean, it, was, it was cool to have them. And I think, <laughs> as the, the uh, video says, you know, Pat Troughton's doing great as the second Doctor. Uh, but, uh it's just a missed opportunity. And apparently, uh, Fraser Hines is doing amazing. <laughs> Everybody loves a little Fraser Hines, including... Fraser Hines. <laughs> well, and I thought there was one point that I thought was interesting is that maybe the Sixth Doctor needed a second companion. Yes. Yeah, they talk about having Jamie as a second companion, at least briefly. And yeah, I think that that, again, either, I mean, even if you'd added somebody new, but Perry, Perry was so unestablished and what establishment she did have was damsel in distress. Right. And and I don't, you know, mean to stereotype, but I'm just talking about the characters as I view them. You know, the Doctor's arrogant, which you could say the Doctor's always arrogant, but, like, the Sixth Doctor, in my opinion, is super arrogant. And then Perry is whiny, super whiny. And so when you have that, too, it's just not very interesting. Yeah. Um. You know, in bits and pieces, it can be interesting, but when that's all you hear, so maybe having that third person as either a peacemaker or, or a, you know, moving things along might Some have helped. Some sort of stability. Yeah. This would have been an excellent time to bring on that guy that was in, was it with the fifth doctor, maybe? That they were like, nah, he ended up being kind of superfluous. Oh, um, oh I know who you're talking about, I think. I think you're talking about the fourth doctor um the doc the doctor the other doctor in the first beginning of the fourth doctor's run where it was him sarah jane i can't remember his name but there was a guy yeah because he was sort of the good supposed to be the ian yes yeah and I can't then wasn't because the fourth doctor harry was... harry sullivan came to me yeah harry sullivan that's yes who you're thinking that's of. who that they needed to bring harry back this would have been a good <laughs> place he would have done well here where he didn't do with the fourth doctor and then season 23 which again coming out on blu-ray um trial of the time lord oh god i hate it (laughs) 
So sort of, again, this is coming after the 18th month, you know, involuntary hiatus. Mm -hmm. In some ways, you know, is the trial a metaphor for the series in and of itself. Yeah. And, you know... I mean, I think it's an interesting idea, a premise to... It feels like a compilation episode. Mm -hmm. It feels like, oh, we have this trial, so we're going to look back at all the things and we're going to show clips from previous shows. Right. That's what it feels like it wants to be, almost. Mm -hmm. But it's not. And I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. um, No, we'll talk about them in a second here, so... But, yeah, as a premise, because I, as I remember, because, like I said, we've watched the three stories in the recent time. Two, two of them in the past, you know, two weeks. Yep. And the third one in the past year, at least. The fourth one has been a while, though I remember it as being a lot of wandering around. Um, I mean, we'll watch it at some point. So I'm not going to, like, spoil it. Um, but, you know, it, <laughs> but it, it is a sort of a lot of, it reminds me of... The fourth Doctor, Deadly Assassin, where he uh, gets trapped in sort of the... This is when the Gallifrey, you know, he shot the president or thought he did. But he gets trapped in this sort of, like, dream scenario or the Matrix or whatever. And it's just sort of all this metaphorical, because he's like... Anyway. Um, That kind of reminds me of what the fourth one is like, because it's the sixth Doctor having to travel in this. I forget what kind of Matrix world. Maybe the Matrix again, because, I mean, without spoiling, you know, we're watching the Matrix... It's not work. It is has it's been tampered with. You learn right. ultimately. Yeah. So anyway, blah 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 blah. But yeah. So um, yeah. Good idea. Not... But again, as they explained, you know, as we mentioned earlier, they they didn't really have a the ending maybe they wanted because they didn't have the ending they wanted because people died or left or quit. The, the or... writer ran off and yeah, left his lawyers there. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Any final thoughts about the video before we talk? Go in focus. Nope. Okay. Well, let's talk about the two serials we did watch. So, as we said, we watched the Trial of Time Lord parts one through eight, basically. The first four are known as the Mysterious Planet, and the second four are known as Mind Warp, informally, I suppose. Um, So let's go Mysterious Planet. We don't have to necessarily go through everything. But anyway, what did you think of that one? This is uh, the Doctor and Perry... Um, you know, we have a synopsis. You don't have to read the whole thing, but how would you sort of synopsis the synopsis? Yeah, I was just trying to, because obviously it's the... Glitz. Um, the, in the trial, so there's that. Oh, yeah, the introduction of the trial, yeah. Yes, um, and yeah, trying to figure out... See, I didn't mind the story. Again, I thought there were a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. You had the, the robot guy... And then the people who lived above ground, and then the people who lived below ground, and then the two bad guys who were trying to rob them. There were a lot of moving parts. Right. And I didn't think it needed that much. Particularly if you're going to condense it, because you're chucking this trial thing around as well. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking this story could have survived on its own without the trial. Oh, yeah. And I think I get the impression that that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. All of them can Every single one of them. The uh, next one we watch, two in it, uh, I, this one's a little bit because the, there's the doctor's memory thing. Right. But we'll come to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I thought absolutely this one could have stood on its own. No problem. Earth destroyed. The people underground think that they're the only ones who have survived. 
the people above ground. Not an uncommon ground. story. Not an uncommon <laughs> story at all. I was trying to remember which one that was. The <laughs> people above ground are Vikings, I think. Uh-huh. And oh, it's the second Doctor story. I was trying to remember which story that is. It's where the the second it, the, uh, Pat Trouton plays the other part, and he mm. goes down to the basement where there's the survivor. Oh, right. And yes. he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's still bad up there. Don't go up there. Yeah. And then he goes, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. a pretty standard sci-fi trope, yeah. isn't it? Um, For, like the time machine. You know, yeah. The, and they're, yeah, so they're warring, and the robot's a bad guy, and the robot also has a robot dragon or dinosaur <laughs> or something. And they get rid of that pretty soon. And I'm not 100% sure what the two bad guy whatever they are. Oh, the, the, I don't know what to call them. Yeah. I don't know what they were doing there the other than expo, uh, exposition. Oh, exp- okay. Because the one guy would ask a question and the second guy would give this long drawn out explanation mm-hmm. so that we have the backstory. And then the first guy would be like, I know all that. Uh-huh. What about this? Uh-huh. And the same thing would happen over again. So that was a little weird. Um, and then also when you have glitches, in the story, because the Matrix was being messed with, it it, it, it worked. But then I'm like, I mean, this stuff doesn't pay off for another like five episodes. Yeah. So you know, yeah. I mean, I guess you're planting a seed, right? But but because then I don't think you there was any seeds planted in the next four. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Other than but but anyway. But so you thought uh, the mysterious planet in and of itself was was fine? Yep. Yeah. It was I, fine. I, I thought it was. Yeah. It yep. was, it was. I can live with it. Sure. All right. So mind warp. Yep. Um, otherwise known as, hey, Brian Blessed's in this one. You can't say it like that. Okay. You have to say, Brian Blessed! <laughs> like that. That's the only way you can pronounce his name. That is how it is pronounced. Show some respect. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> also known as the Perry's Last Appearance, darling. Yes. Which I'm grateful for and also a little confused by. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was... You know, are they going to wrap that up? Or are we going to find out? Um, or is she just off being bald and stuff? They explain it at the end. Okay. I mean, yeah, cause is she alive? Is this one of those that we have to count as? Oh no, Doctor killed her. <laughs> well, I'll, we'll we'll find out. We'll find. I don't. I don't want to take it away from you. Um, but you know, just know that the doctor believes she is dead, and everyone else thinks she's dead. So, okay, that uh, suggests she's not. So. Okay, good times. Though she may have suffered a fate worse than death, as you may find out. So Even better. <laughs> but, yeah, this one, I guess I didn't understand. And again, I liked the little glowworm thingies. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's for, for, you know, effects and characters. I mean, to have the two glowworm people and the, oh, the other glowworm guys turns into another glowworm guy because they transfer his brain. You know, I mean, because you're sitting there thinking about, like, that's a, you know, I mean, they're obviously the actors but but you know i mean that's cool like we're yes. playing with aliens yes yeah. again too many players mm-hmm. you've got brian blessings viking people right and, and one his... of whom is now a dog oh, that guy freaks me out that's that guy because he looks, looks more like a burn victim than a dog uh, yeah but he's definitely a dog me out. and then you have the rebels right. and then you have Random. the glowworm people right and, and the doctors. And the, then you have the doctors. And I feel like one of the glowworm people is sort of like, oh, no, this is all terrible. But maybe it's because he just wants to take control. It's a lot of moving parts right. once more. Yes. And, again, if we're not getting a 
coherent, cohesive story because it's broken up by this stupid trial thing. Mm-hmm. Although the lady sounds like Judy Dench, so that's the pleasant. Inquisitor. That is pleasing mm-hmm. to the ear. Mm-hmm. So it makes it can make it difficult to follow. Because I guess what I don't get, or I mean, I get it, but I don't know. You you tell me. So the part in this, I will tell you the part in this story where you know either at the end of the first or second. Um, that's not that many parts. Yeah, it is. Four parts. At the end of the first or second um, episode, the doctor gets kind of brain fried or whatever. But after that, he kind of is like turncoat. Like, oh, you know, he turns on everyone and then he's with the bad guys and all that. What happened? Was he really faking that the whole time? Yeah, I'm not clear. I don't know. And then at the end-ish, he's like, oh, uh, no, no, I'm rescuing you. This is a jailbreak. Yeah, let's go get Perry who I've left alone for two episodes and who's now getting killed as I speak. You know, it seems like he he wasn't certainly trying that hard. And since it's been a while since I've seen it, I didn't know if that it was going to be explained like, oh, he got brain fried, you know. And but recovered. Recovered. Or, yeah. Or, or, or what? I mean, yeah, otherwise, sure. it, it kind of reminds me of Deep Breath, the 12th Doctor's first episode, when he abandons Clara, if you remember, when they're in the basement. And the gate's closing, and he's like, bye. And then she's yes. left with, uh, and she has to hold her breath. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and eventually he shows up again. But sort of you have that one of like, well, who is this doctor, you know? And what is wrong with him? Now, supposedly he's also getting memory problems during the trial part. Yes. And I, I, I assumed that that was part of the brain fry. I don't know. Because then he was like, oh, yeah, it's coming back to me. But then he's like, hey, tell me what happened to Perry. And... Yeah. He was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, See, I, I don't like this. Yeah, and maybe, I can't, I, I'm rationalizing. Maybe if I watch the third part again, or, you know, the, the third story and the fourth story, it'll all make sense, but I have a feeling it will not. It, it may well not, particularly now that we know that the idea behind the story arc ultimately had to be changed because of staffing right. issues. What'd you think of the veil yard? Or I'm not saying that correctly, probably, but the what? prosecutor. Uh, yeah, whatever. I just don't care enough. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, so well, any uh, concluding thoughts about the uh, Sixth Doctor era as a whole? I feel more generous towards the Sixth Doctor, having watched the little documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, feel a little so. sorry for Colin. I do, yeah, yeah. And I hate Perry. She is my least favorite companion. I don't know if I've mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I mean, I know the 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 theory, as I said, but you can't have a long term theory. But that's what they had. Same thing, you know. I think the same thing they did with the Twelfth Doctor, though perhaps maybe with better uh, outcomes. Um, it's like, oh, we're going to you know, introduce this sort of doctor that you might not like, but stick with us, because then things will happen. I'm like, but then I'm not going to stick with you, because why would I? Yeah. So, um, Particularly if I already don't like or am wildly uninterested in the companion. Yeah, so I mean, um, watching a lot of these episodes, I, you know, I think one thing that argues for the Six Doctor era is they change the format a lot, so there's like... It's two parter thirty minutes or two parter forty. Like, oh, I can. That's they're easier to digest than than other classic who. Yeah. So you know they fool me into watching them that way. And you know it's not horrible. I'm not like ugh. But you know the sixth Doctor still remains my least favorite Doctor. Well, there you go. Well, with that, 
we're going to go into the TARDIS library. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. When you close your eyes, I go to the library. Go to the library now. For this one, we're doing another book review. I finished reading The Sands of Time by Justin Richards, uh, which was originally came out in 1996 and I think was reissued in 2014. Uh, this is a Fifth Doctor adventure okay, featuring Nyssa and Tegan. On the whole, was good. Hold on. Can I read the synopsis Oh, yes. Yeah, please the read the synopsis for us. Darling. Okay. The Doctor is in Victorian London with Nyssa and Tegan, a city shrouded in mystery. When Nyssa is kidnapped in the British Museum, the Doctor and Tegan have to unlock the answers to a series of ancient questions. Blue. No green. No. Ah! Their quest leads them across continents and time as an ancient Egyptian prophecy threatens future England. To save Nyssa, the Doctor must foil the plans of the mysterious Sadan Rasul. But as mummies stalk the night, an ancient terror stirs in its tomb. And this is Thriller. Are you my mummy? Thriller <laughs> So one thing that's, it's not a criticism, but if you're going to read this book, or if you're going to get this book, so you have, there's like, <laughs> you have to rewatch some episodes. And not having rewatched them, I, you know, you could still enjoy the story, but you're obviously going to enjoy it more if you've seen the fourth Doctor, Pyramid of Mars, and the fifth Doctor. I don't remember the series off top, or the serial off the top of my head, but it's the time period where Nyssa meets her, not her literal twin, but a girl that looks like her um, doppelganger. Yeah, I mean, just they just happen to look like, as happens a lot in all of Doctor Who. Yeah, <laughs> you know, people all look like people apparently. But anyway, I can't remember. It's like in... Um, to Time Lords, we all look alike. Yeah, exactly. So I can't remember that serial. You know, so... Um, but watch those two, and then you'll be ready to read this book. Um, this book also tries to do a lot of time jumping, but in and of itself. So, for instance, when the Doctor... So Nissa gets kidnapped, just as, as you read. So it's basically the Doctor and Tegan for the majority of the time. Um you know, so if you don't like Tegan, get over it. She's actually not that bad in this book. Um, but they'll, you know, they'll, they'll meet people and they'll be like, you know, hi. And they're like, no, no, we know you already. And I'm like, oh, and they'll go to a hotel and like, oh, yes, nice to see you again. Here's your hotel. Like, you know, your room's still good. And people are like, oh, and so th that they've, you know, and this is just people who they met. Like, oh, we saw you yesterday or something. So there's all, and then eventually they sort of get the time loop. And there's all this sort of time jumping. There's a lot of time jumps in the book. Now, it's all marked. Like, the chapter heading will be, like, you know, uh, 1976 or 1924 or, you know, 50,000 B.C. or, you know, something. But there's a lot of that. So if you're someone who has who prefers linear storytelling, you're going to have trouble with this one. And of course, if you're someone who prefers linear storytelling, Doctor Who might not be the best place <laughs> for you to begin with. But, yeah, but this is in and of itself sort of back to the future toing. They don't literally encounter themselves, but, you know making all the timelines make sense because then they're encountering people or generations of people or whatever and so it's not confusing per se but you may want to have scratch paper a bit full on yes so um I, I, as a whole it, it was fine i wouldn't criticize it in any severe manner okay so yeah it's a, if you like the fifth doctor or 
Doctor Who in general or classic Who in general, and there's other stories I mentioned. I mean, it's all about mummies in Egypt, so you know, there you go. Who doesn't love that? Right. So yeah, so it was it was interesting. Maybe a little. Uh, it was actually a little violent at the end there, and there's a little bit of a death count. So I was a little surprised at some of that. But there you go, I guess. It uh, happens in Doctor Who, as we've discussed. It does. It does. Mary West something. Not happy. But she's dead now, so. Yeah. Not Probably not happy about that either. Right. Well, it depends where she is, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, don't forget to like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the nerd party. And please comment on today's episode. We enjoy listening and reading to listeners' thoughts. Um, Absolutely. Jessica will read them out loud and I'll listen. Yep. And you can follow us on the network Twitter at Join Nerd Party and let us know your thoughts there. And as always, we want to thank Wally and the Sononauts for providing us with their jazz cover of the Doctor Who theme tune. We hope you enjoy it. So until next week, enjoy reading, watching, and listening to the Doctor's adventures throughout time time and and space. This is BBC Television.